Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the Brink, the Brinkaliciously most awesomest podcast you will ever hear, no matter where you are listening to us on this great big planet Earth of ours, or perhaps in the outer reaches of space. I don't know if perhaps you are listening to us from out there, but if you are, awesome, great, good for you. Uh, episode 67, March the 5th, 2018. Happy birthday to my sister. Uh, it is her birthday today, just thought I would share that. And for the very first time, we are coming to you from the beautiful state of Queensland in Australia. The move has happened. I am currently in the Brisbane suburb of Meadowbrook, uh, sort of halfway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast as uh, preparations get underway for the 2018 Gold Coast Commonwealth Games, to which... Uh, I'll be working at, and I'm looking forward to uh, bringing you some stories along the way of perhaps what's going to be happening there, but we're not here to talk about that right now, we're here to talk about what's happening on the show, there's plenty happening on the show today, we've got guests, we've got exciting things, it's going to be great, and a shout out to everybody around this world, as I've already said, listening to us, uh, to our Australian listeners, to our American listeners, to our Spanish and Greek listeners, I think this might be the very first time I've ever been able to say we've had Greek listeners uh, I kind of feel like I should have done some research to say hello in Greek. Uh, it's particularly out there to the city of Karditsa, uh, who uh, we've had some listeners from during the week. I'm seeing here it is a city in Western Thessaly in mainland Greece, a uh, population of about 56,747 people. Um, and there's a lovely picture of a man on a horse, um, which obviously looks like it's a prominent statue in that city. So... Uh, Hello to everybody listening to us in Greece, uh, in Spain as well, and everywhere that you can hear my voice. Time to move to the right of Australia and find out what's happening in the country that is probably always right. I don't really know. We can work that out today. It's uh, Nick Chester from New Zealand. Nick, welcome back to the brink. Has, has it been a week already? It's hard to believe. Yes, I know, right? It feels like it was just seven days ago. Um... We've got a few things to chat about this week, as always. Uh, quickly, we should just, uh, on a continuing topic that we at least talked about last week, because uh, New Zealand, Olympics, words that are generally often laughed at, but uh, particularly the Winter Olympics. We mentioned this last week, still no medals, but you'd watched a bit of it, and uh, we said that there was an opportunity for a few more uh, events where you could win medals. And you did, Nick. The drought is broken. The 26-year drought of New Zealand not winning medals at the Winter Olympics came to a close. And not only did you win a bronze, you won two bronzes within two hours of each other. Uh, Nico Porteous and Zoe sadowski Sinot. Uh, are they just the biggest heroes in all of New Zealand right now? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. And, and we actually had another couple there. Um, one of the guys who actually um, qualified, you know, in first place and then bombed out in the final. So it could have been even better. Um, but no, these two guys, they're our two youngest ever medal winners for any Olympics, not just Winter Olympics. So um, I, I don't know if we're celebrating um, screaming in the streets, but I think there's, uh, yeah, I think there's um, plenty of interest. And uh, yeah, we're, we're proud as punch of these guys. They've, they've done well. The thing that I found hilarious about that, because I think we were actually on air when uh, Nico Porteous got his um, one in the half pipe in the skiing, and he, he laid out his score on the second run, and then on his third run, he basically just did nothing. And it was to us, we we're like, is he just basically giving up? And like, oh, oh, Brew, I've pretty much won a medal. But there was like eight skiers still to go after him, uh, one of whom knocked him down a notch to the bronze. Um, and then kind of he took a couple of people crashing at the end for him to even get it. So um, I don't, is that a very New Zealand thing to do, to just kind of like do your best and then you could do better? But you're like, oh, no, that's enough. 
Uh, yeah, I think probably, as you say, it's been a long drought, so we're probably just happy with whatever we could get our hands on. Yeah, yeah. And both 16, as you said, so young. I mean... Uh, should... I do feel a bit sorry for... Um, for um, is it Nico or whatever the first one was? Because um, you know he was the youngest ever medal winner um, in New Zealand Olympic history for all of about fifteen minutes until um, he got you know outdone. Well, the other way around. Not the other way around. Zoe won it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did feel a bit sorry for her. You know, she had a record for you know all of about fifteen minutes, which is <laughs> you know it's still nice, I guess. But um, yeah, you'd be a bit gutted, wouldn't you? Yeah, just just a bit, just a bit. But uh, congratulations, New Zealand, thoroughly deserved. Um, now a bit of talk though on this side of the uh, the the Tasman and a bit over you as well. Uh, Jacinda Ardern was on uh, 60 Minutes this week and uh, was interviewed and uh, you're not too happy about the line of questioning from uh, Charles Woolley, the esteemed Charles Woolley. I'll say he lives in Tasmania and hosts uh, radio in Tasmania as well, so he's, uh, you know, highly regarded. I think I'm friends with him on Facebook, if I'm completely honest with you, but uh, nobody in New Zealand oh, right. wants to be friends with him on Facebook at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think probably it's, it's a storm in a teacup. Let's not get too excited. But, um, I, you know, I think there's, there's definitely been a bit of a, a reaction that, um, he's come across as a bit of a weirdo and a bit of a, um, um, a slobbering kind of moron in some of the things he said in that interview. So now, for example, he like he interviewed the, um, the prime minister and her partner. And, um, you know, basically what he said, you know, I've, I've met a lot of prime ministers in my time, but none so young, not too many so smart and never one so attractive. It's like, ooh, that kind of just makes, sends a shiver down your spine doesn't it like what a, what a creepy thing to say um but yeah and you know he goes on about he was smitten after talking with him and he like went out fishing with with clark gayford who's the the prime minister's partner um and you know they had the, the of course they had to do the you know she was the catch of the day or so, you know some bullshit like that so it was just like really really awkward and apparently he like asked basically asked them like um, when they conceived their child, like more or less, he's like, so when did you guys have sex? Like m- more or less. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, kind of weird. Yeah. And uh, to confirm that, um, we're maybe turn this into being dicks ourselves here. Cause I think we did, uh, we did ask this, we'll pose a question out there, didn't we? About was this just celebrating the win? Um, because, uh, it apparently wasn't conceived. It, the election was done. Uh, once it was yeah. conceived. So, well, well, again, think, I'm saying it, it was celebrated. It was celebrated the win, I think. Yes. Well, I think, I think there's one, there's one thing for like you and, you and me on a radio show or a podcast to, to kind of joke around on this. But when you make the joke with the couple themselves, like face to face, that's a wee bit awkward. And it all comes down to the fact that would this question be asked if, you know, she was a man? Uh, probably not. Um, you know, it's, I, I can see the point. I also see the fact that he's kind of, you know, a bit of a storm in a teacup. I mean, legitimately, I didn't see any, um, you know, news here about it. Uh, that's to me just Australians and New Zealanders in general. We're just like, ah, oh, we don't give a shit if they're pissed off at us. We'll move on. Um, so, yeah. uh, yeah. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I believe, uh, is she coming out for the Commonwealth Games or not? Do you know? I mean, it's a random question to ask. I don't know if you, uh, privy to her itinerary or not, but, um, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, I imagine she would given it so close. She'll, she'll be over at some point she has to be yeah well you know maybe she can compete or something like that i i, I don't know maybe who knows um but you sent me one uh tell me about this uh well tell us about this story about uh, yeah, somebody yeah. skateboarding on a bridge in hamilton yeah well i thought just given it was a, a local hamilton story and um i actually know the guy that filmed this as well <laughs> um cam, cam Ward's actually a guy that works um in my building and um 
yeah, it, it's just yeah, really funny that basically the, the Fairfield Bridge, if you if you don't know of it, um, you can kind of look it up. It's it's probably the most iconic bridge in Hamilton. Like we're a river city, so we've got you know kind of six bridges or something like that. And um, Fairfield Bridge is kind of the most well known because it's got these big arches along it. And um, basically, you know, from time to time, you get some idiot who likes to kind of like go across them on their BX or something. But Cam basically got some footage of this guy going down one on his skateboard, and then he kind of gets halfway up the next one. He basically just falls on his ass like into traffic. Um, so he was kind of doing this at peak hour traffic as well on you know five on a Friday afternoon or something. Um, and so yeah, it was just like it was just like this tiny little story about something. But you know that's uh, welcome to Hamilton for you. Wow, would you would you do something like that? Or I mean, you a skateboarder at all by any chance? Uh, no, I definitely would do something like because like the other thing too is like if he falls down the other side and he's in the river, um, yeah, that's not going to be good. So will he? Does he get arrested? Like, I mean, I'm sure this is not a legal thing, so I'm sure he's been hunted down now to kind of face criminal uh, charges. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they basically said that um, I can't remember exactly what they said, but um, that the police have basically got. Um, not a warrant for his arrest, but like they're kind of they're after more information. So yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. If you know him, dob him in, people. Uh, don't let him uh, skateboard down that. Uh, I've just googled New Zealand um, as I do because why not? And uh, I see the news story here. The sad news, Nick, that uh, Team New Zealand did not win Team of the Year at the Laureus World Sports Awards. Uh, I'm not sure if you were aware that uh, your America's Cup team was up for the team of the year uh, and is that a disappointing thing to find out you didn't win yeah i mean you're talking to the wrong person i, I don't really understand sailing it's kind of it's a bit lost on me as to why it's i think we only care because it's such a big sport you know like it, well it's such a big sport for us like we do well at it so we make a big deal out of it but i think the rest of the world doesn't really consider it to be a proper sport so um no nah, i wouldn't i wouldn't have expected that who did win well okay year? to make this interesting i'll tell you the nominees here and you can tell me which you think should win and i'll tell you who won so it was uh also nominated was real madrid uh the french davis cup team uh, Mercedes in Formula One, Golden State Warriors, uh, of course, in the NBA, or the New England Patriots in the NFL? Well, it shouldn't be the Patriots because they lost, didn't they? I um, think this would be judged based on last year, so uh, they... Oh, right, yeah. okay. Um, oh, I mean, uh, the, the problem is I don't know very much about... Um, who is it? Mercedes. I don't know much about them, and I don't know anything about the French team, <laughs> the French tennis team. So I'm going to guess it's probably one of those two. Uh, you'd be correct. Mercedes actually did it. Um, now I don't. I they say in this article I'm reading who dominated Formula One's constructors race. Uh, they didn't dominate it as much as they had in the previous years. They actually challenged for the first time in four seasons last year by Ferrari. So don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, I don't really know too much about the French Davis Cup team. I'm assuming they won the Davis Cup. That's probably why they were nominated. Uh, Real Madrid. Well, sure. Um, and I mean the Golden State Warriors. Uh, and the New England Patriots, sure. So it's I mean it's a bit dominated there by uh, you know Europe. And... I guess the thing about Team New Zealand, Team New Zealand, are, are probably the reason you might consider them to be a team of the year is that you know their resources compared to you know the the team that they beat um, is is probably minuscule. You know, like they probably did it on quite a small budget. Whereas Real Madrid, I mean, fantastic team and they did really well, but they've got one hell of a budget and they've got a lot more money than basically every other football team in the world. So you would expect them to do well, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, so 
And I think probably that's why, you know, like the Davis Cup team, I assume that probably everybody, you could only put in your two best tennis players or whatever it is, you know. So um, you've either got the players or you don't. It's not like you can just bring them in if you don't have them. So, yeah, I mean, I, it's a hard one to, to kind of gauge really, isn't it? It's such a different sport. So, yeah, I mean, I think the All Blacks have won it in the past. When we've, you know, they when did, it's been yeah, a World 2015, Cup yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. You know, they won two World Cups in a row, so you, you'd kind of, You'd kind of expect that, I suppose, but um, yeah, it, it's a it's a tricky one. I'm pretty sure they were. I know they're at least nominated. Whether they won it or not, I know the Australian cricket team were up for it one year. Uh, they might have like back in the when they won like 16 tests in a row or something ridiculous. So, um, yeah. Uh, so it's it's. I mean, it's a tricky thing, sports and all the year and all this sort of thing, because you know, as you said, you're comparing so many different sports. Um, that, you know, how, how do you define them? It's, it's, you know, it's, I think acting awards and Oscars are maybe slightly easier because you're all acting, you're kind of all doing the same thing. Yes. Okay. You're going to be doing different things in different roles, but I mean, you know, can you argue whether or not a, a tennis player is a, is a better athlete than a, I don't know, a triathlete or is a rugby team better than a tennis team? You know, how do you, how do you define that? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. I guess that's what we were talking about last week, weren't we? With the kind of the sports rankings and everything along those lines. Um, anything else in New Zealand that I should know about or is that about it? Yeah, no, I think we've, we've touched on all the important things. Um, you know, Jacinda Ardern, um, skateboarders on bridges in Hamilton. Yeah, we've covered all the major bases, I would say. Beautiful. Well, Nick, always a pleasure and I'm sure we'll hope that things happen during the week so we can talk again next week. Oh, the pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Part of the show where we get a little bit flashbacky. This is like a back of the flash there we go i don't know why i put on that accent sometimes still in the year that it was at 2011 three parts for you from the best of 2011 let's hear from the memorable moments of our beloved sergeant porcupine it's sergeant porcupine sergeant welcome back to the program uh hello ben i've um <clears throat> sorry i'm late i've just uh been for a morning run i've just run up to launceston and back this morning how long did that take you this morning Oh, about 45 minutes, Ben. Bit of a bit of a slow morning for you, then. Yeah, just I uh, went out in the paddocks and jumped all the fences out there. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, who's on the arrest report this morning? Well, on the arrest report this morning, uh, we've got um, a local level, uh, Marty Zuko, who's been arrested, Ben. Oh, really? What's Marty done now? Sold some dodgy pizzas or something, Sam? No, nothing to do with pizzas. He's, uh, he's, he's failed to get... Uh, Elected mayor of Hobart again. Oh, I thought he was only going for deputy mayor this Sorry, time. Sorry, deputy though. mayor. Yes. But he's he's failed again in his campaign, yes. has he? Oh, Marty, he's a little yes. trooper though, isn't he? He keeps he's a trying. He keeps trying, but uh, yeah, he's he's failed unfortunately. So, um, uh, so any news as to uh, how long the lockups for and what will happen to Marty? Or oh, uh, look, we'll we'll keep him in, keep him in a solitary confinement and uh, in a dark enclosed room for oh. Uh, 10 to 14 days, Ben. Okay, and then he'll be back out campaigning again for 2013. Oh, yes, yes, he will be. Good on you, Marty, you little trooper. Good morning, Ben. How's the police world treating you this fine Friday morning? Oh, well, so-so, Ben. You know, I've had a pretty busy week. Bit frustrating this week, but uh, I've survived. Who's on the weekly arrest report for for this week? Ah, well, Ben, uh, we've uh, requested the... um, We've arrested... The entire junior master chef crew. Oh, right. And all the contestants, mm. judges, the whole lot, have all been arrested, Ben. Oh, this is this is this is breaking news, Sergeant. Why? Why have they been arrested? 
Oh, I'm just sick of it, Ben. Sick of it? I'm just sick of Junior MasterChef. What's wrong with Junior MasterChef? Oh, look, I just don't like the pretentious little gits that are on the show, Ben. <laughs> I'm sorry, the what? You want to repeat that again? Pretentious little gits. Is that an official police terminology? It is. It yes. Is. You can actually be charged with being a pretentious little git. So, um... That's not to mention the actual kids themselves, Ben. Right, okay then. I was going to say Grand 10, you might be in trouble then, but uh, moving on. Yes, I was referring to the judges. Oh, right. Yes, oh, Matt Preston and uh, George and the other one that no one cares about. Yes, I can't even remember what his name is. No, so, nobody uh, does. But yes, Ben, yes, they've all been arrested. I'm, I'm sick of these little kids, um, you know, especially in their interviews. Um, one the other night, uh, he came second in a, in a challenge, Ben. Bit of a, so, bit of a, bit of a life loser then, second. Yes, he, yes. he'd been pretty much last in every round. Okay, then. But, uh, he sat down, he said, he said, Oh, I'm, I'm so happy with being in second place. Literally sounding like that? He said, Oh, I was so happy when, when the judge told me I was second, I was just like, wow! <laughs> now, Ben, it's it's against the law for 12-year-old children to speak like that. Is it? Is it? And what about uh, sergeants? Can they impersonate little children speaking like that? Well, Ben, the uh, Police Act 1975... Right, yes, I'm very familiar with that. ...gives me the power to do anything I like. Of course it does. And, um... I mean, notwithstanding the Police Act, I can do anything I like anyway. Right. Um, yes, did you know I created giraffes, Ben? I've, I've heard a rumour that yes. you did. Uh, 1981, I uppercutted a horse. Yes, yes. Created giraffes. So 1981, giraffes were invented. Yes. So what about all the giraffes that existed before 1981? What? what? You, you don't know about this? I think you're uh, telling a few uh, porkies. Oh! Uh, uh, Ben. I, I worked that out quite ben, quite quite recently. This is a warning. Yes. Are you going to put me on your weekly arrest warrant well, list? I've got the power under the... Uh, <laughs> Police Act of 1974. Under, under the 1967 <laughs> Idiot Act. Are there any other arrests this week, Sergeant? We're running out of time here. No, no. It's just Junior Master Chef this week. Just Junior Master Chef. All right. I, I tell you, that the, those kids that have been arrested, uh, I'll, I'll stick my... Um, Size 15, uh, <laughs> boot up their bum and, right, uh, then. tell them to go and clean their room, Ben. No, no, Ben, I'm, I'm upset. Tell us why you're upset. Well, I'm upset about last week. Oh, really? And yes. the week before that. And the week before that, two weeks worth of upsetness. That's a word? Yes. I've just made a word up. Yes, I'm, I'm, I am very upset, Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, look I might as well start with my report. Please do. Please do. Wow. Micker and Will are waiting for this. Yes, well, I don't know. I don't really know how to raise this with you, Ben. No, well, look, you can do it however you like. But um, I have have a warrant here for your arrest. Oh, really? I was yes. waiting for this. Yes, yes, Ben. Um, at, on the 299th show, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I generously gave up my time to give my report on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, you cut me off did before I? I was finished. Oh, yes. I did, didn't I? I forgot about that. Yes. yes. Well, that's fair enough. You were being a bit of a pain so, that morning. Oh, I beg your pardon. Byron, calm down. That's very upsetting for someone of my standing in the community, Ben. And, uh, you to be uh, arrested under the uh, Rude Persons Act, 1985. I've heard about that, actually. It's a good act. Yes, One of my favourites. Yes, it keeps uh, keeps idiots like you off the street, Ben. Hmm, yeah. yes. 
If only it was uh, easier than that. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll generously allow you to finish the show today. Oh, look at that. Then you to come to my place for the weekend. Oh. You to, um, I've got a lock-up at my place. Oh, it sounds even better. You're going to be... You're going to spend the night there. Yep. You're going to do some jobs around the house. Oh, really? If, if you complete Shall those. I wear a maid outfit? I don't think you're taking this seriously, Shall I take everything seriously, you say? I mean, look at look at Micker and... They're just, right now, they're not smiling. They're taking you extremely seriously. They're afraid. They, they don't want to be locked up before the grand final. They are, Ben. They're taking me seriously. <laughs> now, now, if you complete those tasks, I'll let you go on, on Monday morning. Okay, then. Do I get to wear chains? Do I get whipped? Oh, you'll be whipped. Really? Sure. Yes. Fantastic. Now, I'm definitely yes. wearing the maid's outfit. Always a man that you just want to hear more and more from. We then have Confessions of a Hobartian to bring you what were people confessing back in the year 2011. <laughs> Interesting indeed. And we really should also bring a bit of a Queensland vibe to this episode, I feel. And none other than playing a little clip called Peter Loves the Gold Coast. Let's hear why Peter loves the Gold Coast. Now, Peter... Go the Suns. Before we go... <laughs> I, well, I was going to ruin oh, my segue. Oh, before that, sorry. No, I was going to say before we do our tips, for the first ever time last weekend, you heard this song after a victory. But it's just so passionate. Yeah. I actually don't mind this song. It's it's quite good. And I love the fact that after the game, they had to hold up the song because no one knew the words. Yeah. <laughs> and they made it look like they all knew it. And then... Right at the end. Right at the end, Pete's <laughs> standing there with the song. And he's got he's got a Facebook fan page. Everyone loves him now. Absolutely, Pete. Just just get a bit emotional. We'll turn this up a bit for you. Yeah, tear rolling down his cheek. Yeah, yeah. Now you weren't watching it. You no, weren't no, aware. No, no. I only found out when you told me Ben. Oh, so. and what did you do then? Oh, I cried then, Ben. You cried. I hugged, cried all night. I was just so emotional. Just hugged a meter maid, put on your speedos, <laughs> ran down Surfers Paradise Beach. You wonder. I would love to see them cross live to the streets of Surfers Paradise. Even realise <laughs> yeah. if they were playing. And then no one. Just it's business as usual. We have an AFL team. What's going on? <laughs> Isn't that the one where they play with the ball in the the, the grass? Who's that? What? Port Adelaide? Where's that? It's just too concerned. But a 43-point turnaround. That, well, it was the fact that I got home. I said to Dad, how's the football going? Oh, yeah, Port Adelaide about 40 points up, turned it off. Fair enough. You assume Port Adelaide were going to kick their little butts. 43-point turn. That is yeah. brilliant. I know. That is that is esque of legendary teams, Peter. I also love that Peter used the term 40-point turnaround. Oh, he, he's it learning. Yeah, yeah. It was a turnaround. Oh. oh, oh, hang on. And before we came on air, Peter referred to Gold Coast as we're doing well. Oh. We're playing Essendon this week. Exactly, I'm learning, I'm learning. See, like that it. turned me on. Oh, you're, you're here doing, we go. Yeah, so we don't need anyone to text in for our sake, Pete. We've just got people in the studio. We've got two cheating people in this room who want to get it on with our co-hosts. <laughs> Woo! I'm sure Peter, our former co-host, still is a big Suns fan. So um, thanks for living those memories with us back from 2011. <laughs> we did this segment a little bit earlier than we often do today. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favourite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Oh, forget the lyrics. Let's forget some memorable lyrics that happened uh, across the years. 2013, myself and Josh, we got a little bit footloose. Anything to do with Kevin Bacon is awesome. This is us singing to Footloose. It's a four-bar intro. <laughs> Do you know the dance to this? I don't. I do have a friend whose mum was in the movie. He's in the movie? Yeah. Is she hot? 
Watching lots of movies I like Natalie Portman See them all on DVD Oh wait now I forgot to watch them I went and saw another one And then a couple more after another Woo! Yeah! Natalie Saw all the Star Wars Even saw the Black Swan one Which was a lesbian But I missed another one Thor 2 Didn't even see Thor 1 I think there was another one That I didn't saw I think it had Tobey Maguire in it It was about the war And something else I think she was even in a movie with some other guy I didn't see it I feel bad Josh is gonna sing about Natalie Right Now Josh Yeah I've seen Most of the movies That she's been in A couple But one thing I've not seen Is definitely Black Swan And is sure That movie I haven't had a chance to Get around and really watch it Oh Yeah I was a missionary when it hit the cinema But I saw Thor 1 and Thor 2 Kick them up your boo-boo Yeah, believe me It's a really good movie Thor 2 is Got a few other people in it But this song Is about Natalie Portman Oh, Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Portman. Oh, Natalie Portman. See her movies. I think we can turn it down. You don't know this bit, do you? I do. It's a four-bar break. That's what it is. Am I back? Am I back? All right. I'm looking at Natalie. Portman on IMDb right now. There's at least 17 movies I haven't seen. There's one she made in Israel, because that's where she's from. She had a baby. It wasn't with me. I got really upset at Natalie. Natalie, she didn't see my movie. No, she hasn't seen Kill Phil. The stupid bitch, take a pill. Did it, beat it, Natalie? Watch a movie with me. Come and sit and watch Star Wars. Natalie, watch. Natalie, watch. Natalie, watch. Natalie, watch. Natalie, watch. Natalie, watch. Kill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough Kevin Bacon references. Uh, myself, last year, as uh, soon as that one, actually, 2017, of course. High Noon, Brink Days, uh, myself, George Michael, Freedom. I went to McDonald's, went straight up to the counter. Saw a nice young girl in a hat there. I said, give me some chips and 
gravy. She said, oh, we've got some bad news. We're all out of the gravy. Would you like some sweet chilli instead? It's kind of really good. Oh, yeah. Meant to, meant to, like, clap or something, you know. You're looking a bit bored in the background. It's George Michael, Dakota. The anger fueled up inside of me. All I wanted was some bloody gravy. But I'm not an angry man. My name is Ben. I'm so calm. So I just looked at her and said... That's probably okay. Is it any good? What does it taste like? She said it's kind of sweet with a bit of chilli inside of it. I said, okay, let's try that. I'm not that happy, but I'll have to do with it. Cause I'm really, really hungry. But then I thought to myself, I should stand up for this situation. I said, screw you, McDonald's. I don't want your sweet chili. Give me my gravy on my chips. And then I realized I wasn't actually saying any of this. It was all just in my head, cause I'm a wuss and I can't stand up. All we want to have now is gravy on our chips. And not sweet chili and sour cream Because all everybody wants to see Is that really nice and hot Sticky thing called gravy Yeah, yeah, gravy 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 Put it on the McDonald's chips Get stuff sweet chili Oh, oh I'm losing the wrong bit Oh, no, I stuffed up Oh! No! No! Cut! Nah! Nah! I did disservice to George. Let the team down. Nah, whatever you're going to give me, take three points you off idiot. it. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. And speaking of myself, why not go back to the year 2012, get a big Rebecca Black in here. Was the iconic anthem that has lived forever Friday. I'm a bikini snowman. I'm in the street. I'm looking hot. Walking down the street, gonna go to the road. Put my bikini on, gonna not melt. Walk down to help those kids cross. They're gonna cross the little street, yeah. Gonna make them safe. Gonna make sure they don't get hit by a car. Not gonna melt. I'm in a bikini. Looking pretty hot now. Not gonna melt now. Check out my bikini. I'm a sexy snowman. Help kids cross the road, cross the road, gonna help them cross the road now. Doing it in a bikini, cause I'm cool now, cool now. Literally, literally, I'm made of snow now. Those kids not gonna melt with me, cause they're safe, yeah. Crossing and crossing, yeah. Crossing and crossing, yeah. Fun in the crosswalk, I'm in a bikini, yeah. Uh, looking at the bikini, yo, uh, it's pretty hot now, hot now, oh no, I'm melting, I'm melting, quick, call the snow police, I'm melting on the road, the kids are not safe, they can't cross the road with no crossing guard, 
Got that bikini on, now it's pulling off Cause now I'm just a puddle of water On the road the kids are screwed No crossing guard for the kids How they gonna cross the road now Build another snowman Cause you're gonna get your kids hit by a car Oh no, here comes a drunk man But I'm a snowman, I'm in a bikini And I'm protecting those kids Cause I'm a snowman Yep He's going on Friday, so that kind of worked a little bit better. That's forget the lyrics. We'll have more for you on that next week. It is uh, Saturday night in Brisbane, and I have found three wonderful people. I had two others here, but we got rid of them because they weren't that wonderful. Uh, former Oslet. Well, never... Did you technically leave the Oslets? I don't think you did. Riley Marshall. I'm going to say current Oslet. Well, they're, they're extinct, but hi, Riley. Hi, Ben. How are you? I'm good. How That's are you? Good. Uh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. I also have two gentlemen in front of us who uh, played a little game called Survivor. One did pretty shit. The other, uh, <laughs> Sorry. well, Sorry about the, other was a, the other was a first boot. Um, <laughs> Andrew Torrens and Jez. Andrew, first of all, hello. How are you going, Ben? It's good to see you here in the flesh today. So yeah, sorry, sorry to disappoint. To actually see a body behind the voice, mate. Um, I'm not sure if that's disappointing or or a pleasure. So anyway, I'm here with you. It's generally a disappointment because you're like, oh, that's why he's doing podcasts and not, you know, on TV or something. And um, Des, hello, Des. G'day, Ben. Uh, how are you, Des? I'm I'm pretty bloody happy to be here with you tonight, mate, because I'm going to pick up all the fucking Sheila's and you're not. <laughs> I don't need to anymore, Des. I have a lovely woman now, so I do not need to uh, pick them up. Uh, which ones have you got your eyes on? Uh, there's one over there called Riley. I think it's pretty hot. <laughs> well, uh, I think a former Osler called Jared's got his eyes on her first, so that's uh, that's another story. Um, so this is Riley. You live in this area, but have you ever met Andrew and Des before? Is this the first time? First time. Have you ever met any of the Australian Survivor contestants? Or any Survivor contestants at all? No, never. Anyone. I'm so excited. Wow. And what's it like meeting them in person compared to watching them on TV? They're like normal people. It's, yeah, yeah. It's good. Correct answer. (laughs) Yes, correct answer. Andrew, you're a big Survivor Oz fan. What's it like meeting Oslets in real life compared to uh, listening to them on podcasts? Um, Well, I've actually told you before, Ben, but actually playing Survivor, Craig and I would often talk about Survivor Oz and, and the Oslets and actually once was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to apply for the Oslets, but I didn't take up the opportunity. <laughs> but um, no, You're on Survivor instead, I think that's a bit better. But I've told you this once before, and I'll tell you again that as someone who is a super fan who has listened to your voice for years and years behind podcasts and to have the opportunity to meet you and meet Riley as well um, and have an opportunity to, to chat with two great Oslets and, of course, the founder of Survivor Oz himself um, is a great, surreal opportunity. So as much as you... Uh, potentially a fan of mine um, as much as a fan of yours sir so thank you oh look at that look at that how good is this guy did you actually did you remember Riley from the the days of Survivor sorry Riley I didn't oh come on can can you not give us a oh Jared Jared there you go now you remember right oh Jared no anyway Des did you ever listen to Survivor used to listen to Survivor Oz back in 2004 or something, I think. Well, I think I, it was a long before we even started, about seven years, but um, hell, if you were that good at listening, then um, all the, do you remember Riley on Survivor Oz? Uh, look, I've never seen her before tonight, but uh, someone's going to be a very lucky person ends up with her. We had like um, 
three women, I think, in the history of Survivor Oz that ever were on the show. Yeah, but Ryan's gone now, hasn't he? Oh, no, that's a bitch, not a woman. Um, oh, is that too soon? Uh, <laughs> ah, fuck it, who gives a shit? Um, but, you know, Riley, one of the... I think I've met all the female Ozlets now, yeah. I think. Heather? Oh, God, no, no. Didn't meet Heather. I met Kai, I met Lancey, I met um, Kate. Yeah, not Heather. Yeah, we were a very sexist show, not hiring the... Uh, You're recording all this, aren't you? That's generally what I'm doing, pointing a... F- <laughs> what did you think I was doing? Just doing this for fun? Uh, quick question, what did you think of Survivor... Oh, I you were taking pictures up my nose to stick on YouTube, mate. <laughs> That's my secret fetish, it's uh, up nose shots. Up nose. None of these upskirts photos, it's all up noses for me. Oh, uh, Survivor Ghost Island, what do we think of it? Yeah, I don't know yet. It's okay. too soon to tell. Too soon? Yeah. Okay. Andrew? I'm actually... I know this may be a bit of an alternative point of view from a super fan, but I actually quite dig the twist. Um, but Because I put myself in the, the shoes of a player and, you know, if I was, uh, you know, Jacob, who was fortunate enough to be sent to Ghost Island... Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, exactly right. Doppelganger. If I was fortunate enough to be sent there... And be underneath all those snuffers and, and have the opportunity to, you know, not necessarily the legacy advantage per se, because it was only used like a couple of seasons ago, yeah. but we're fortunate enough to be underneath all those snuffers, you know, the tire stuff and the tiling stuff. You would just be like an out of body experience. So yeah. I actually really dig the twist. Um, and yeah, I think it's a fresh new type of twist and it's good from a fan perspective anyway. I'd be beside myself. I, I, I liked that, the nostalgia factor, and I liked every time they found something, they were like, He's Andrea's idol, and they had that flashback. Like, yeah, I, I appreciated like, that. And can you imagine, like, as a fan being up, like, here's James's two idols that he was made out in China or something with. You'd just be freaking out. Like, it'd be insane. And to see also that the, that the twists don't... Have, uh, the advantages don't necessarily come back in the same way, but come back in maybe a different element. Um, I think that there's a lot of psychology in survival where you are concerned about the moves that you make and how... You know, one bad conversation or decision because the game moves so fast can end up turning against you immediately. And I'm almost buying into everything that probes to selling us um, and think that, yeah, that would certainly go into the psychology and add another element yeah. to the game, which is already confusing enough. Completely agree. Des, what about you? Ghost Island, first episode. Well, first two episodes. Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I thought it was a very similar production to what the Australian... Uh, presentation was last year which I think really worked well but you know Andrew's the the bloody general in all of this kind of conversation so I don't really think there's too much I can add except can I have another 150 lashes? (laughs) Well I want you to appear on one of these uh, the videos that Andrew's doing on YouTube where's the guest appearance? I don't know Maybe we'll see how the night goes, Des, and uh, we might break open the camera, right? Yeah, come on. I want, I want, you know, you Ferrari brains, uh, Hyundai Excel brains. I want to hear these sort of things from you. No, I think and the name of Andrew's um, little blip that he puts up on that YouTube uh, Twitter thing is called Shit Casual Say, and I think he rings me up for ideas because <laughs> I, I say lots of shit and I'm pretty casual. Riley, do you follow the great Des on Twitter? Because, I mean, he's hilarious on Twitter. I don't know if you do or not. I should, but I don't. Are you still on Twitter? No, I don't use Twitter. Uh, you're Instagram now. I'm missing out, right? You are. You are. Do you, do you miss Jared Elliott at all? 
Oh, I miss Jared so much. Where is he? Uh, I haven't spoken to him probably in about two years. Um, he still is on Instagram. He likes that surfer woman all the time. Yeah. He likes the Broncos, even though he lives in Melbourne. So, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. It. Hey, Jared, if you're listening, hello. Yeah, Riley says hello. Um, do you miss the Oslet days? Yeah, they were good days. Yeah. Good old days. Some of them, until we got Ryan. Um, anything else? Uh, can we just, as a Tasmanian in Brisbane, can when does the heat get turned down? Like, is there a, a control on the temperature here or something? No, <laughs> it doesn't. Are you? Are you both? I mean, you're not originally from Queensland, are you? No. You're New South Wales. Yeah. So are you both born and bred Queenslanders? Yep. Myself, I am. Yes. Yeah. And what um, stage? Are you? You're Mexican. Yeah, I'm from Victoria. Uh, yeah. <laughs> when, when do you get used to the heat? <laughs> Uh, I think as a Queenslander, growing up as a child, you pretty much have a mango in one hand, which is a can, a uh, 4X, and in the other a Broncos flag, I think. So none of these Titans or Cowboys bullshit. No, of course not. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. Brisbane. It's got to be the Broncos. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much to add to that, except like if you're in Queensland, you're feeling hot. Just get your gear off, mate. Well, that was my next step, but, uh, you know, I need a few more of these, I think, to, to be able to do that. As, a, as somebody from New South Wales, do you get used to the heat, or is it just similar to what you're used to? No, it's much worse up here. Much worse. And it's actually not been that hot this week, has it? Or? And just to describe for listeners of the podcast who so can't uh, view Ben right now, this man is sweating profusely. Um, there is a three centimetre puddle formed around him underneath the table Um, and I think that they're actually going to have to replace the bench that he's sitting on because it's swollen so much from the sweat they're stripping out the bottom of his body they literally keep bringing me jugs of water they're just like sir I think you need to do this keep hydrated keep hydrated Uh, guys this has been a lot of fun uh, doing this in person Uh, Riley it's the second time I met you in what like two and a half months three months so uh, we'll have to do this again in two and a half months probably I know I'm so glad you're up here now Yes, I'm, I've been changed into a Queenslander chain. I don't know what I'm saying. Andrew, thank you for uh, joining us on the show. It's a pleasure to meet you in person. Likewise, sir. It's a pleasure doing business with you. And Desmond, thank you for joining us. You've got a look on your face as if to say, what the fuck is happening right now? Are you recording? Oh, I'm just like thinking, will that phone fit up your ass, mate? Because I'm sick of this shit, eh? Mm. Not the first person to say that when listening to one of my shows. Guys, thank you. It's the weekly segment where we get a little bit sexy because I'm talking and somebody who also might be attractive as well. Her name is Mallory Foster. She's with us now. Hello, Mallory. Hi, Ben. You, you had a look. And Whoever else. You had a you had a look on your face. This is the Brink, not the Oz Network. I hope you realise that. Um, oh, <laughs> Brink. She's she's gone so long without listening to this show that she's automatically assuming that I'm doing it for something else. Wow, you really do know the products we put out in this uh, business, don't you? Yes. Hi. Um, I'm speaking to you from Queensland. That's exciting. I guess you're speaking to me from Adelaide, which. You have been pretty much when you haven't been in a room with me. Um, when uh, you're about to leave, I don't know what you're doing right now. You're distracted by puppies. You're um, you're about to leave Adelaide, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's 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 on. I've told her about the trading post for people wondering at home what she's doing. Yeah, sorry, you're leaving Adelaide. I am. 
Yes. That's happening. And how are you feeling about that? I'm so excited. I am so excited. Uh, is that because you don't like Adelaide or because you're excited for other no, adventures? it's just... It's time to move on. It's time to have more adventures and go other places. And what other places are you venturing yeah. to? So my mom is in the country now, which is good, and she'll be here tonight. And then on Friday, we go from here to Cairns, but we're going through Sydney, so we'll spend about half a day in Sydney and walk around the harbour and that kind of thing. Oh, and apparently I am tired today. Um, it's often what people do when they're on the show. Gonna, it's fine. We're going to be staying in Palm Cove for a week, and then we'll drive down to Brisbane from there, and she leaves from Brisbane on March 21st, and... Yeah. And then then what? Then what's the after that? And then after that I will hopefully find a job and then I'll work for the Commonwealth Games for that two weeks and then go to Sydney and Melbourne and Perth and wherever else I can find myself. And do you have a travel partner for this at all or are you just doing this all by yourself? It sounds like a pretty lonely journey, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know anything about this. This is all news to me. Our listeners are educated right now. <laughs> You're a terrible human. I mean, hopefully you'll be going with me. Oh, shit, was I meant to? Oh, I've just got to tell you something. Uh, something came up. Um, I'm working in Adelaide uh, from that point on, so it's a bit ironic, I think. Um, you know, that's a good Canadian song, isn't it? Ironic? <laughs> Do you, I don't know if you get that joke. might be a little bit... I get Oh, wow, she's got an impressed look. You know, I actually think that song was released the year you were born. <laughs> so around then, Jagged Little Pill came out. I think it was 96. Um, so, But it, it, speaking of born and being birthed and stuff, uh, your birthday is, um, well, just before mine. So uh, are, you, are, you an, are you a person who <laughs> loves their birthday, hates their birthday? What's your opinion on your birthday? It happens every year. Mm-hmm. Funny that. That's about it. So, so you're not one who's as... not excited? I mean, I'm excited that my mom's going to be here for my birthday because it probably means that I'm going to get money. <laughs> um, apart from that, eh, today, with the year, I get older. Is it the first time you've ever had your birthday outside of home? No. No. Yep, she's I've had my birthday in Panama. Oh. And I think in Hawaii as well. So you've basically, this will be the third different country you've experienced, uh, well, fourth if you include Canada, I guess. That is your country of birth. Um, that you, yeah, <laughs> you've experienced your birthday on. So you're kind of the, is this just a thing you like to do every year on your birthday, tick off a different country for the, for the bucket list? Yep, that's the goal. Have a birthday in ten different countries by the time I die. Ten. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you've got to hope you don't die any time soon then, otherwise you'll be kind of screwed in that bit. <laughs> I don't know where that was yeah, going. I guess. Yes. Um what okay, yeah, I mean, when people come to Australia from Canada or US or anywhere from overseas, Adelaide's not necessarily one of the uh, prime destinations that they generally go to. I'm not trying to make fun of Adelaide. I like Adelaide. It's just it's people go to Melbourne, they go to Sydney, they go to Queensland. Uh, if you were to sell 
Adelaide to your fellow Canadians? How how would you sell it best? What do you think would best make people come to Adelaide? Now that you're not there, I mean, you're not the number one destination, but she's looking at me like, what the fuck are you asking me this for, Ben? You're putting me on the spot. This is not what we talked about. Um... Oh, I don't know. Well, it's called the City of Churches. Are you impressed by the amount of churches in Adelaide? No. (laughs) Honestly, every time I've been to Adelaide, I never get the City of Churches thing. No, I I was actually talking to my host family about this one night, or they were talking to me about it, more likely. Um, But they were saying that although Adelaide is the City of Churches, it has, like, a very small amount of churches per capita. Right. In comparison to other cities in Australia. So the name of, like, that name of Adelaide just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but is it a city that you would, okay, without putting you too much on the spot then, is it a city you would recommend people to come and see? Because that's a selling point for myself whenever I go overseas. It's like, where are you from? Tasmania. Oh, I've never heard of that. Or, oh, I've never been there because no one ever goes there. But is it a place that you would say to people, hey, instead of just going to Sydney, Queensland, Melbourne, you should check out Adelaide? I think that, <clears throat> sorry, um, I think that, like, it's, it's a beautiful place, but if I were to sell South Australia and not specifically Adelaide, I would sell different places than Adelaide. That's a good point. Are you going to try and sell the state to your mother when she's here this week? Um, we don't really have that much time. So she's only here for really three days. Because she gets in tonight and we leave on Friday morning. So, based on that, um, we will be taking a small road trip down to um, Victor Harbour, which is about an hour south of us. Which I think is like, it's just like a cute little beach town, is the way that I would describe Victor Harbour. It's a, it's a fairly big beach town, but it's still small in comparison to a lot of places um so we'll be going down there but that's the only time that we're really going to be going outside of the city um and the rest of the time i'm just gonna show her what my life was like here mostly and what is your life like there how what do you show is that just involve you just sleeping eating (laughs) driving uh... (laughs) sleeping a lot yeah that sounds about right um no, we're going to be doing, like, a couple different hikes as well as, like, a walk around the city one day. And I feel like I have other things planned, but I don't know. Beaches. 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 Beach. Which is funny because you've, you've obviously talked to me a lot about the beaches of Adelaide and I've been to Glenelg. Um, but no. <laughs> no. No. Not, not, not a Glenelg advocate. I've, I mean, I just, it's not something I associate with, like, Adelaide. Looks like people don't associate beaches with Hobart. It's it's kind of a Sydney thing or a Queensland thing or a Perth thing. Like, I don't know. So th- there's plenty there to sell. You're saying in Adelaide? Well, yeah. There's there's lots of beaches here. There's also very pretty beaches here. But it might just be because like the comparison that I have of beaches is very different from what an Australia beach is like. If that makes sense. Um, I think that when we go up to Queensland, theirs are going to be better. Oh yeah. But that being said, like, this has been home for the last six months, so I'm going to show her what I know. I think 
you will uh, I mean even the even Cairns I think is not necessarily known for its beaches it's kind of just the reef and there's you know beaches areas on the islands and stuff but when you are in this vicinity um you know particularly the Gold Coast area I mean you you can't freaking throw a stone without landing on a beach like it's just that's what it is um the whole whole area is beaches and really kind of from the gold coast up through to the sunshine coast is i mean that's why people come to queensland that's that's what we're here for um and then ultimately you'll see some you'll see some good ones like you won't have time to see bondi when you go to sydney but uh you know should i be your travel partner if you will allow me to be uh when sydney is in the picture um, then you will see Bondi, you will see Cronulla, uh, and I mean, you'll see incredibly overcrowded beaches, but you will also see why they are, because they're beautiful areas. Anyway, this is the Australian Tourism Hour on the brink this week. Um, anything else that's happened in the life of Mallory that you wish, because it's probably going to be the last time we'll speak to you, uh, until probably you're in a room with me in a couple of weeks. So, uh, if there's anything you need to get off your chest right now, like, Ben, please stop doing these. I hate this. Ben, I hate you. I don't want to ever talk to you again. Um, just quickly tell me and our listeners right now. Uh, no, I don't think I have anything else to add uh, after f- that big build up. Been enjoying the best of the brink recently, have you, now that you've finished watching Home at Your Mother? It's been your number one playlist thing that you just keep listening to all the, all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely been thinking about listening to it. Yep. Well, that's usually more than most of our listeners, at least you're thinking about it, so <laughs> that's a positive. Mallory, thank you. Uh, if we don't get a chance to speak to you in the coming weeks, uh, I look forward to putting a microphone in front of your face in about two and a half weeks' time. All right. <laughs> time to wrap it up and conclude another episode for you today. Thanks, everybody, tuning in and listening, and... Uh, Hope you enjoyed another fantastic episode. Episode 68 will come your way next week. In the meantime, if you are listening to us uh, clearly, you can hear my voice right now. Let us know where you're from. We want to know. Send us in, uh, you know, your location. What's what's exciting about it? If you're still in Greece, in Spain, we want to hear about this. Uh, you can head to our Facebook page, The Brink Radio Show. Communicate with us there. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us uh, throughout Twitter. And uh, like us on Facebook while you're obviously go to our Facebook page too. We'd very much appreciate that. To all the guests that were on the show today, Nick, Mallory, Riley, Andrew, and Dez, pleasure having you all on the program today. We will be back next week, as I mentioned. Until then, uh, Hobart. I'm still going to say it. I'm not there anymore, but, uh, you know, hi, Hobart. Uh, until then, keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night. Good night.